kids in the truck, if your kids or even your spouse, make sure you make them comfortable. Because otherwise, it's going to be miserable. Whether it's with food or anything. Let them just do their thing and be comfortable on the truck and they'll enjoy it a lot more. Hey everybody, Todd Dills here, back with your regularly scheduled edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast. Slowly rotating back to our regular schedule, as it were, after I got a week off with family in the great city of St. Louis and campground in rural Kentucky last week. Back in the saddle here in Nashville, and I wanted to give you a bit of a more formal intro to an owner-operator I've worked with a bit to bring you no small number of ideas when it comes to insourcing your on-highway meals. The in-cab chef, Thomas Remington, leased to Decker Truck Line out of Iowa, where he's also based. You can find a few of his recipes via overdriveonline.com, including one he cooked for me on the day I recorded the conversation you'll hear through this edition of the podcast. One pot chili mac that I actually got the opportunity to try again for myself this past week out at the campground. There's a video at Overdrive's YouTube channel that will run you through the basics of the ingredients and the methods. So try it out for yourself. Remington was running with his eldest daughter in tow along with all the parts of a big single installation car wash on his flatbed bound for Miami when he stopped in Nashville for lunch a couple weeks back, where we met in person for the first time. That extra pair of hands proved a big help for what could be the most significant drawback of cooking for yourself in the truck, as I brought up after the meal was done out in the truck stop parking lot. That's, that's probably a significant drawback, right, to doing the cooking is having to do all the cleanup, right? Yeah, but if you keep everything in as few containers as possible, few yeah. pods as possible, then it's a lot more efficient. Yeah. I mean, I could have had a skillet and boiled pasta and another one, then I got then I got two pans. Yeah. Um, right. I use the Instapot a lot for that, you know, because I can do everything all at once. Well, yeah. not at once, but in the same pot. Yeah. Or in the air fryer, I'll cook. Uh, I'll cook the whole meal in the air fryer, but in stages. Whatever has to cook the longest goes in first, and then when it's almost done, I'll bring it down to the bottom and put the next item on the top and that. But cooking on the road, for me, helps me disconnect from everything. Gives you something really right here to focus on that's not trucking, that's not the fact that you have to be somewhere and exactly. a certain amount of time. Or... And not only that, but it's the freedom to be able to eat what I want when I want. Yeah. And, uh, and how I want it made. Case in point, I like my eggs medium. I very seldom have ever been able to get a perfect medium egg. <laughs> it's either runny or hard. I mean, I'll eat it all, but... Yeah. And there's also the financial of savings, too. I mean, you figure for one person per meal, you're averaging $20 a meal. And if you eat twice a day, that's $40 a day. Yeah. That's $200 in a five-day period. And with this, you just basically fed three people, I'm going to guess, for maybe five bucks, less. Yeah, about five bucks. Yeah. It's about right. Yeah. 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 Five dollars. And it took you all of 30 minutes, less than that. I'd say 20 minutes tops. Yeah. Plenty incentive there for cooking in cab, no doubt. And owner-operator Remington's a great source of information for various ideas when it comes to all that, as you'll hear. Before we jump into it with more about his background and current work, here's a quick word from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. 
First Guard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not First Guard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to firstguard.com. That's one stguard.com. First Guard, we speak trucker. Let's talk. My name is Thomas Remington. Uh, I've been an over-the-road truck driver for just about three years. Uh, been with Decker Truck Line out of Fort Dodge the whole time, um, as far as over the road. Uh, currently in the as a lease driver, lease purchase driver, uh, buying the truck that I have. And um, how, much mid- time, how much time is left on that, by the way? I mean, how long uh, is it in August, take you? in August, it'll be four years. Okay. Gotcha. Yep, I got it with only 648 miles on it. Okay. And is it, is it 20, 20? It was a 2020. 2020, okay. Yep, and I'm just at about 220 now. B- BNL 740, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mid-roof. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> customs, but they've got it stretched a little bit longer than the standard. Okay. And uh, all their add-ons and whatnot. Got the big, the big headache rack and uh, lots of storage there. Eh? Yeah, they, Decker kind of outfitted uh, this before you kind of took it on, took it on yourself, right? Correct. And um, I was really impressed. I'm really impressed with this. Uh, how, how you've got the uh, the chain. Uh, I mean the uh, the coil racks and the uh, dunnage um, stored. I don't, I don't think I'd seen it quite like that. Yeah, this is uh, Decker's the only one I've known of that uh, they make their own uh, cradles for everything. Yeah. Uh, it's right behind the fuel tank, along the sort of mounted to the to the deck. Correct. The frame. Yep, and it leaves more that way. We have more room up in these uh, boxes. Yeah. So. You can catch a picture of the custom cradle setup in the post that houses this podcast for June thirtieth, twenty twenty one at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. There's a headache rack with a sizable amount of storage too. Oh yeah, tarps, chains and binders and then straps and edge protectors on the other side and then miscellaneous securement items up are in the top shelves. But the nice thing about what Decker does with the trucks is they have, uh, uh, these are 1800 watt inverters uh, as well as the Thermal King uh, APUs. Is that the Tri-Pack APU? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I've yet to find anything that are my own. I mean, I've heard of other people, but uh, everything that I have, that inverter will run. Obviously, you got to be smart and not run a microwave and an air fryer at the same time. Right. But, you know, it, and it's not junk inverters either. They're the, they're the really good Freedom HQ, the clean sine wave. Okay. So any of your electronics you have hooked up and stuff like that, it won't interfere with that. Owner-operator Remington has a big three-plug heavy-duty extension cord running out to the cubbyhole below the sleeper in case he needs AC power for lights for, or equipment when cooking outside. And we also have uh, satellite TV as well. Yeah. And just recently, we, uh, with them upgrading to the uh, geotabs, we now also have uh, Wi-Fi in the truck as well. Okay. Yeah, because it... It creates a Wi-Fi connection to the... Yep. 
How, how do you like the geo? Is that you use that for everything? Like all yep, your everything communication back and forth, and ELD and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the logs, and it's also uh, transflows running through it as well. Yeah. Okay. But I can also do everything I can do on that. I can also do on my phone as well. Okay. If I'm away from the truck and I say I forget to go off duty, I can. I don't have to go all the way back to the truck. I can go off duty from there. Right. Uh, double bunk. Obviously automatic, cool speed. It's only the second one I've ever had in my life. Is it? Uh, I grew up on an old 10-speed super uh, super cab. Okay. Out on the farm. At this point in our conversation, I jumped up in Remington's truck to get a look at the setup, including the above-the-dash overhead storage area that was chock full of basically every spice you could possibly imagine. He's got a deep freeze cooler on board, several electric cooking implements you've heard him mention already, the single burner propane stove he cooked our lunch on, so much more. I first got the cooking bug when I was probably, I don't know, four or five, and I would be asking my dad questions about what he was cooking and how he was cooking it. My dad was a very thorough, he could never just make something simple and, and sure as hell never anything from a box. Everything had to be made homemade from scratch, and uh, it couldn't be. The harder the meal was to make, the better, the more enjoyed he, more he enjoyed it. Right. Um, he he really liked making um, specialized equipment for the cooking purposes. Uh, several different projects he had the machine shop make just for his grill and stuff. Right. But as far as cooking is concerned, yeah, that's about when it started. And then on the weekends at home watching public TV and just always my favorite question, why? And then as I got older and got out on my own, that's when I started learning how to practically cook. Right. You know, uh, what to season with, not to season with, what goes with what. I mean, and just in the last... 10 years I've started to be able to perfect it and be able to uh, start I've been starting just recently started doing uh, some ethnic cooking and some crossover like Asian to Latin or American to Caribbean or anything like that blending blending different styles and flavors yeah Um, and then when it comes to trucking it's like yeah, like the, that practicality element comes in in a big way, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if you're not able to get to a truck stop, what are you going to eat? Right. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone in the world has to cook on their truck, but I mean, I said this in another interview I had. At the very least, get some pre-cooked ingredients made at home. Get some, you know, like that ready pasta and stuff like that. Can of tomato juice or sauce or whatever. And there you've got a, a thing of really quick goulash that you just made your microwave. Right. I mean, it's, it can be that simple. Right. Or as complicated as you want. Yeah, not everybody's going to um, have a, uh, a full kitchen's worth of a spice rack in their, uh, <laughs> in their, in their storage <laughs> compartment above their head while they're rolling down the road. No, I, I've kind of, I kind of dubbed this the old 20-ton food truck. Do you know how much that stuff weighs? This is my is a question. I, was um, I would say as far as just food stuff, I would say I only have 
all together maybe 200 pounds. Okay, it's not it's not a huge amount. Right? No. It just it just takes up a lot of space in the, yep. in the truck cab. But. but being able to have flexibility and make things into different things. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I started off with just a, a single gas burner stove right. from Petro and a little skillet. And in fact, I think I still, yeah, I still had the picture of the very first meal I cooked in, in my old Peterbilt. Oh, wow, okay. It was some sirloin steaks. And uh, I was like, well, boy, some potatoes would have been really nice with this. But I couldn't cook it at the same time. So, and then with the gas stove, the little the little butane stove, you know, you got to have the windows open. Well, that didn't work out very well in the wintertime. So then I got a, a little electric burner. And that helped, you know, everything else, but it was slow. Then I started looking into air fryers, and so I got a I got a a Ninja three in one where it's the air fryer, pressure cooker, and something else. And uh, unfortunately, that thing only lasted three months, yeah. and it literally died. It died up in Oregon. I was trying to make some jambalaya. It took me four hours to make something that should have took should have took me only an hour at the most. Right. And I, ironically, I was parked literally right next to a Walmart. At a truck stop, I went and I threw the Ninja away, walked over and got the Instapot and the Instapot air fryer. Yeah. And That's what you have now, yeah. Yeah, and I've never had any issues. Because there's been yeah. other drivers who had the Ninja yeah. and didn't have any problems. Mine was with the sensor that sensed there's a little detect button that when you put the pot in, it tells it that there's a pot in there. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that went out. That started to go out, yeah, oh yeah, because I, as I would be cooking and not even touch it, it would click on, click on, click on, click on. Like, so, when was that, that story you just told about uh, cooking your first meal? That was several years ago, right? Two years ago? Yeah, that was uh, about two-ish years ago, because yeah. I didn't start doing it right away when I got in the truck. Yeah. It was about two years ago that I started-ish, yeah. two and a half. It just progressed quickly, just... Uh... And sometimes I take time off of cooking on the truck. I mean, like when I have my family with me, we kind of go on what you would call a food vacation of sorts. And I'll I'll take them out to eat to places that we've never had the kind of food. You know, like last night we had Freddy's Burgers. You know, um, my wife had never had uh, Waffle House, so I took her there. Uh, when I'm down going to Southern California, I'll stop at In-N-Out. Um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm a sucker for a barbecue stand too, right. and it can't be it can't be some corporate, you know, uh, famous Dave's or anything. It's got to be a mom and pop's hole in the ground. Yeah. Looks like it's on its last leg. <laughs> There's, this is not one of those exactly, but right across the freeway here on Trinity is a place called Jack's. Okay, it's really good. Really, it's worth going to. Yeah, I can most certainly stand by that recommendation. We were at the Loves at Trinity Lane and I-65 in Nashville, which sits just east of the interstate. On the west side, at that same exit, is Jack's. Worth seeking out if you're in the area. One other thing I really enjoy doing, I know this sounds corny, but I like going to different kinds of grocery stores. Yeah, sure. Specifically ethnic grocery sure, stores. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's one thing we're going to do when we're down in Miami. We're going to go, yeah. and I want to, I like getting the different spices. Yeah. And just little, if I can find little containers and stuff, like there's a, uh, there's a chipotle salsa that I have. Okay. That's uh, chipotle ranchero sauce or something. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, Where'd that come from? Where'd you find it? I found it a couple different places. At a grocery store up by Denver, 
King Soper, and then also at the Mexican markets. Yeah. More specifically, I found that most of it that I found was over in Long Island. They had a, uh, for as small as the building was, there was anything you can imagine there. Right. They weren't throwing fish, but they had fresh fish on ice. And I remember I got, uh, I got some tuna steaks there. And he literally cut it right off the filet. Wow. And I cooked them that afternoon, and they were, so, oh my God, so good. I've been doing a lot of different kinds of fish too. Like I didn't, I don't think I posted it yet, but I've cooked snapper in here, and cool. red snapper, and uh, what are you doing in the air fryer? Air fryer, yeah. Yep. I essentially use that more as a convection oven than I do an air fryer. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. It was, and when you got the air fryer setting going, it's really like the fans really going. Yeah. It just yeah. it's a lot a lot force more forceful. Okay. That's the only difference is fan speed. Yeah, okay. okay. But the nice thing about that air fryer is it also has a rotisserie basket and a spit. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, you can do a lot with that, right? Yep, and then you can have a roast. Uh, there's a roast feature on there and it'll, for using the spit. Okay. Here's a big thanks to Remington for lunch. As I've said before, if you missed Overdrive's video run through his take on a one-pot chili mac from the 2020 Volvo VNL 740 deck plate diner, as it were. Pull up the June 30 post that houses this podcast via overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by myself, Todd Dills, with no small amount of support from Overdrive Extra contributor and Muller trucking hauler Paul Marhofer, social media coordinator Holly Young, news editor Matt Cole, and for at least this one more day, my old friend and colleague, Mr. Max Heine, is Overdrive Editorial Director. For those of you who may not have read Max's note on the occasion of a long-planned retirement earlier this week at OverdriveOnline.com, well, that's happening. And for me, at least, it feels like one of those, what are we going to do without you kinds of situations. Max, you've been a huge influence in everything I've done here and will no doubt continue to be as we all soldier on. And I hope that you, on Rops, will join me raising a salute to a journalist with guts, with integrity, and a real sense of care when it comes to telling the story straight, whatever it is. Until next time, Max, we'll keep the pro out here.